Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, we're going to be discussing the Gospel Coalition. The Gospel Coalition is rationalizing, if not justifying, Andy Stanley's false teaching. So, I know what you might be thinking. This is another video podcast on Andy Stanley, but it's really more about the Gospel Coalition. It's really more about this behemoth of an organization that arguably has more influence with within evangelicalism among churches that are actually trying or, you know, appearing to try to uphold orthodoxy. Whereas Andy Stanley appeals to pastors that really aren't as interested in upholding orthodoxy because he's obviously a false teacher. It's not really debatable, but the gospel coalition is trying to make it not even a question with their latest response to his uh, activity in the unconditional conference. So this is about the gospel coalition, a much larger threat than Andy Stanley. Andy Stanley's low hanging fruit, but the gospel coalition is what we need to set our sights on as far as uh, Christians go who want to uphold orthodoxy. But first, I want to let you know Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. You can support us over at our Patreon like system at evangelicaldarkweb.org/slash join. We have a free newsletter. But the least you can do is like this video, subscribe to the channel or podcast if you are new. So uh, we're going to be talking about an article written by Hunter Beaumont. Uh, I, I do want to set it up with this article that I've already written. Uh, the Gospel Coalition has branded itself as a hub where evangelicals can go in order to have Christian commentary on contemporary issues. It has become one of the largest online ministries in the process. So just to name some ministries that are larger, you got Got Answers, or is it Got Questions? Got Questions, and then Desire and God, I believe, are both bigger than the Gospel Coalition. But that is a short list, and that's not counting anything like Bible apps. So very large online ministry in the Christian space, and it's become... And yet, it has a certain reticence to address Andy Stanley both earlier this year and now. In February, the Gospel Coalition tasked J.D. Greer to address Andy Stanley and homosexuality. In October, they bring on Hunter Beaumont of Acts 29. Unsur unsurprisingly, this response is hardly better. It arguably is worse. And I want you to comment below whether this is worse than Andy or J.D. Greer's response. Whereas J.D. Greer's article was a gaslight on both the history of Andy Stanley and his orthodoxy on this issue, on these issues, Hunter Beaumont embodies the spirit of timidity in his response. His article titled Jesus Drew Circles and Lines, a response to Andy Stanley, responds mostly to the missional mindset of Stanley as opposed to the more pressing core issues. So this is uh, the quote at the beginning of the article. And we're going to talk more about who Hunter Beaumont is in the end. Because it is not a coincidence that they chose this man of Acts 29. And we've talked a lot about Acts 29. Hunter Beaumont came up in our last video on Acts 29. He was the main target of that video, in fact. Of that video on Acts 29. So he writes, The Golden... Uh, the line in this golden thread that runs through not only his sermon that day, but also the history of North Point, it's the philosophy that has led, 
led to Stanley's vast influence and to a, the place he was in that Sunday, sitting in, on a stool and talking nervously about sexuality. I am one. I am. I'm one of the you who have learned some things from Andy Stanley. I've never learned anything from Andy Stanley, so I don't know who he's talking about here. I want to help you understand the appeal and pitfalls of his philosophy and ministry. So this guy's an Andy Stanley fan. And that's not exactly hidden in this article. Uh, he says, Stanley and I share a common burden to help people who are thinking about leaving Christianity retain their faith. Although I grew up in the South, I didn't belong to evangelicalism, but was safely en ensconced in a liberal form of Protestantism. But at an evangelical high school, the freshness of what I called the original Jesus broke through simple teachings of the New Testament, uh, broke through simple teachings of New Testament text. Yet I didn't discover the original discover the original Jesus. I also discovered uh, a thick religious, political, social culture. It didn't bother me at the time because I was grateful for everything I was learning about the Christian faith. For many of my classmates, though, who had grown up inside this subculture, it was the matrix they wanted to escape. So um, that's kind of how he frames Andy Stanley. So this is where he talks about this uh, concept called disenculturalization or disenculturation which is about how you're trying to disentangle uh, the gospel from where you came from as a missionary. So it can kind of get entangled with the culture that you're in doing missionary work in. So this is, I, I just wanted to give that disclaimer before I continue. Though I've never heard him use the term disenculturation, Stanley's life work has been clearing the away clutter to help people encounter Jesus afresh. That's not true at all, really. He's a false teacher. I started studying his ministry because he was a missionary to a disenchanted former evangelical. He was a missionary to disenchanted former evangelicals. The son of a famous Southern Baptist preacher, Stanley's journey is in many ways writ large. He worked as a youth pastor at his father's Atlanta First Baptist Church, but felt stifled by its culture. He wanted to leave the church, but didn't want to leave, its, to leave ministry. So he started a new kind of church. Doing so resulted in a painful falling out with his dad and resulted in a multiplying megachurch. Now, I'm not sure how much he and his dad really fell out. Uh, I don't know of any instance where Charles Stanley denounced Andy's, uh, Andy Stanley. But I know they had some issues over the divorce. Uh, I know that's a thing. And I know he had issues over you know teachings on sexuality because that was what predated all of Stanley's current teachings on the Bible was his teachings on sexuality. By the time I tuned into Stanley in 2006, North Point was three campuses of thousands. So I'm going to skip ahead because, you know, we, we've covered that this guy is very much a fan of Andy Stanley. Uh, and then we get into how he frames the issue. So he talks about reductionism, uh, the idea that Andy Stanley is reducing the gospel, reducing Christianity. 
uh, trying to take away, you know, scripture. We've talked about this on this channel uh, and how he's going unhitched. But this is where the article really kind of picks up. Uh, much has been made about... Um, much has been made about Stanley's circles and lines analogy, but few have traced his rationale. It has been a lo his longtime concern to remove obstacles and declutter the message. Message to use missionary speak, he thinks Muller is teaching an encultured form of Christianity, his version of biblical Christianity that creates obstacles to discovering Jesus. He wants to draw people into a relationship circles who might not have otherwise darkened the door of an evangelical church. But woven into this concern are several confusions. Muller uses the term biblical Christianity to describe what he sees as an essential as essential things in scripture, not cultural stuff globbed on. Muller would Al Muller, by the way, would surely recognize the validity of different forms of cult, different cultural forms, ministry models, and even theological traditions. He's not accusing Stanley of departing his preferred system. He's concerned with something more essential. Thus, the Muller-Stanley debate and disparate use of terms frames this issue at hand. Is Stanley practicing a missional form of original Christianity, or is he reducing the faith? And I don't even know how this is a debate. I don't even know how this is a real question. The real question is, is he right or wrong? So, the last sections where I want to skip to and read that. So... This is where he kind of, you know, outlines what Stanley said in his sermon. Again, this isn't the video on that. We've already covered that. This is where the Gospel Coalition concludes. Stanley's reductionism on the struggle of same-sex attraction is not that he hasn't taught on the comfort of the warning. So it's talking about 1 Corinthians 6. Calling chastity not sustainable for a person who has received the gifts Paul mentions downplays the riches of Christ's sacrifice in the work of the Holy Spirit. How does justification matter when you fall short? How does the indwelling of this how does the indwelling spirit give hope for endurance? How does our finished washing in baptism bring out our true self in Christ? What about the warning? If a church doesn't teach all this, then sexuality is reduced to a secondary disagreement, not a matter of necessary and possible sanctification. We must seriously weigh the question, is biblical sexual ethic a boundary marker for the faith once and for all delivered to us? Can someone reject it and still inherit the kingdom of God? If she says she's following Jesus but doesn't follow the sexual ethic, how should we respond to her decision? Notice how they use the hypothetical she in a hypothetical question. Like usually that that's not usually how writing uh, works. Um, should we teach and counsel repentance, warn others about the eternal consequences of unrepentance? Are the manifold graces of God sufficient to sustain a life of obedience? The New Testament answers these questions with piercing clarity. I suspect that if, if Stanley were to work out the answers in these questions and teach them, he might feel like he was drawing lines, but he'd also draw a circle in which the grace of God can abound more fully. So you see, I was trying to reason to Anley Stanley as though he hasn't already debated this. Like ha he hasn't already 
rejected public correction on this issue and that this issue isn't a slam dunk easy issue. Unfortunately, uh, Hunter Bowman concludes, he's stuck between his ministry philosophy, which calls for less, and the scriptures, which call for more. Something has to give. I'm praying that it's the ministry philosophy. I'm praying that he becomes a student again and learns from some of yous who are doing the hard work of both welcoming sinners and teaching the whole counsel of God. So that is this, the Gospel Coalition's tepid and weak response to Andy Stanley. Uh, and it's worth mentioning who Hunter Beaumont is. Hunter Beaumont is of Acts 29. He is the person that was the main uh, person that we talked about in the liberal drift further exposed why Acts 29 cannot be saved. He is a guy that has gay affirming staffers at his church. So this was exposed by uh, Nick Nate Skolman. Skolman. So, and these are some of the staffers at his mega church. So that's who Nate, uh, that's who um, Hunter Beaumont is. This guy shouldn't be considered a legit pastor because of that fact alone. You don't even have a clean house. How can you really speak on these issues? And it's clear that he's not really speaking on these issues because he's not really addressing what the actual matter is. Andy Stanley is a false teacher. He should be treated accordingly. And you even saw Christian Post kind of gear up in that direction, that they were treating him like a false teacher. In some cases, they voiced the, um, the side that he's a false teacher, not that he's just wrong on this issue, but is otherwise still completely good. And he has good intentions. There are no good intentions for this level of false teaching. This isn't teaching something that's technically unbiblical, but still within the bounds of orthodoxy. Like dispensationalism. I'm just throwing shade here. Um, this isn't uh, a secondary issue. This is someone who is teaching that you can be gay in a mar- in a gay marriage, still attend church, even serve in ministry there, even give lectures to people in the church there. That's who Andy Stanley is. He's not innocent. He's not merely going along with heresy like Peter was in Acts 15, and Paul had to confront him on that. Peter was going along with it. He wasn't actively promoting it. That's the difference. Andy Stanley's actively promoting degeneracy. That's the difference. That's what the Gospel Coalition refuses to recognize, and they aren't bringing people like Hunter Beaumont and J.D. Greer on to respond to this issue by accident, it is on purpose because the Gospel Coalition is a satanic organization that serves the devil. They are not a Christian organization. That's why they have this type of response. They are wolves. So anyway, that's all i got to say about this. My name is Ray. This is the Evangelical Dark Web. Have a blessed day. We will catch you on the next one.